Hello and greetings to all. Thank you for listening in right now. My name is Nyla and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet and more. This episode topic is all about the 11 foods that are connected with a lowered risk of Alzheimer's dementia. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, to review Greener Thoughts, and also share Greener Thoughts. All of these actions will help Greener Thoughts grow. You can contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message. Or you can do so via the app, or you can send me an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So next up is the new segment, which is Headlines from the Hemispheres. It's a quick briefing on environmental news globally. Our first headline is all about locusts and the recent swarm that has been upon uh, the continent of Africa. So this is huge. Locust swarms in Africa are worst in decades. You can learn more about that news on uh, HuffPost in the environment section it has. And so it's the worst outbreak of desert locusts that uh, has been happening in Kenya uh, recently. And it's, you know, the largest that has happened in 70 years. They've seen hundreds of millions of different uh, bug swarms uh, into uh, the eastern uh, African nation of also uh, Somalia and also uh, Ethiopia. And so a single swarm can contain millions of different locusts, about 150 um, up to sometimes. And this is per square kilometer of farmland, you know, and that's an area the size of almost 250 football fields, um, according to what regional authorities say. Uh, One especially large swarm in northeastern uh, Kenya measured up to 60 kilometers long by 40 kilometers wide. That's about 37 miles long by 25 miles wide. Um, about uh, 70,000 acres, so 172 or uh, 70,000 hectares, about 172,973 acres um, calculated of land in Kenya is already infested. So the reason uh, that so many are concerned right now is because of um, well, one of the many reasons why um, one per- particular person is concerned is Francis Kitu. He is the uh, deputy director of agriculture in southeastern Kenya's Kitu uh, County. And he says, quote, it's because, quote, they will lay eggs and start another generation, end quote. The second headline is all about trash and how a certain lab is making it into something valuable in a quick, uh, easy moment. So lab turns trash into valuable graphene in a flash. And you can learn more about that news on sciencedaily.com in its science news section. 
So when it comes to turning things like a banana peel into graphene, uh, it can be used for new technology uh, and construction in your area uh, by chance. And this is the power of technology and innovation today. This new process has been introduced by chemist James Tor of uh, the Rice University lab. And he turned and is able to turn bulk quantities of just about any carbon source into valuable graphene flakes. This is really amazing. So this means any type of carbon content, like food waste, plastic waste, uh, petroleum, um, coal, wood uh, clippings, biochar, all types of different highly usable pickings um, are able to be turned into this amazing graphene substance. And bulk uh, composites of graphene uh, with plastic, metals, plywood, concrete, all these different things, uh, all these types of building materials, these would be a major market for flash graphene, according to the researchers. And James Tor, he said uh, about the uh, following about the process, that quote, all of the excess energy comes out as light in a very bright flash. And because there aren't any solvents, it's a super clean process, end quote. And then the third and last headline is all about uh, the Australian soldiers recently and what they're doing um, to help some of the animals in need. So Australian soldiers used time off from fighting fires to feed displaced koalas. And that uh, story, you can find more about it on MNN.com, a.k.a. Mother Nature Network. So the Australian Army soldiers, the members of the 16th Regiment Emergency Support Force of the 9th Brigade, decided to do something really amazing and give and give themselves um, some really you know great time with these koalas, exhibiting compassion and some tenderness there. And so this emergency support force, they took time off recently uh, within the last week or so to visit uh, the Cleland. Uh, wildlife park and they helped feed the koalas that were actually displaced from the uh, wildfires that took place in southern Australia. So the men and women from this 16th regiment, they were nursing the, koala, the koalas during feeding time and also giving them uh, required nutrients uh, via syringes. So this particular news piece comes out of treehugger.com and so I want to get to the reasons as to uh, this episode right here. We know that the mind, the brain uh, specifically um, is just one of the most precious uh, organs that we have on top of the other ones like our heart, our lungs, um, and our liver, uh, organs like that. You know, but without it, we as humans can't live. You know, many animals who have brains uh, can't live and uh, we you know want to live as long as possible and we want to live a full and happy life you know who doesn't um, I think Alzheimer's dementia is one of the, those type of diseases that is a true nightmare because over time you know you don't have memories you don't know um, what to remember or how to uh, remember certain things and so you're robbed of one of your most devastating you know things that you could happen um, that can happen to a person and you know it happens from the inside out and I think that there are certain things that you can use to sort of prevent um, that happening to you 
um, you know, versus something that is um, inherent in your family or is passed down in this genetic, if you don't have that predisposition to have Alzheimer's, dementia, or any other um, affliction of the brain that happens to do with memory and cognitive ability and things like that, um, then I think this podcast episode is really going to help you um, because you can actually like, fight back um, Alzheimer's dementia with information and it all starts with antioxidants. So I, un- I entitled this piece here, um, Fruits and Veggies versus Forgetfulness and Vanished Thoughts. So we're going to start off with the antioxidant factor because that is one of the main things that was found uh, based on some published research. So a new study published in Neurology, uh, the medical journal of the American Academy of Neurology states that fruits and veggies are the keys to uh, staving off Alzheimer's dementia. So when it comes to antioxidants, they have antioxidant flavonoids, flavonols that are phytochemicals and their compounds are that are within plants and plant matter uh, that make all the difference when it comes to these types of uh, health benefits. Researchers found that those who eat fruits and vegetables uh, with these types of antioxidant flavonols, in, which is in nearly all uh, fruits and uh, veggies, and also tea, those who also drink tea on top of eating their fruits and vegetables, they are much less likely to develop Alzheimer's dementia later on in life. So let's jump to next the details from the study. So it was composed of almost three, uh, 930 people. And so a group of exactly uh, 921 people were used and these are, are participants and they were part of the Rush Memory and Aging Project. And the average age of the uh, participants was 81 and uh, none of them had uh, Alzheimer's dementia at the beginning of the research study. Participants, they were asked to complete annual surveys uh, that had questions about how often they ate certain foods and other activities that were linked to lower risks of dementia, like uh, how much they exercise and mentally engaging uh, things like reading, how much they do of that, board games, puzzle games, things like that. Uh, Annually, each participant was also tested just to see if they had Alzheimer's dementia and if it had developed. And then over the course of six years, um, 220 of the participants had developed the condition. And if you remember, uh, of the 921 people that was a part of the study, uh, 220 out of 921 people is about 24% of those people in the study, they developed it over the six years, the course of the study. So let's talk about the results of the study because there's a few different things uh, that we've learned. We've learned that the participants who had a high intake of uh, isohamnitin, which is one of the uh, phytochemical compounds, they were 38% less likely uh, to develop Alzheimer's. And those who had a high intake of camphorol, um, they were 51% less likely to develop dementia. For those who had a high intake of uh, myrestin, uh, or myrestin, uh, they were 38% less likely to develop dementia. And then the fourth uh, phytochemical compound within the fruits and vegetables called uh, quercetin, uh, Q-U-E, R-C-E-T-I-N, 
um, uh, that was found, they uh, found that that was not linked to a lower risk of Alzheimer's dementia. So the foods containing isohamnitin uh, are foods like pears, olive oil, wine, and tomato sauce. The foods containing camphorol are kale, uh, beans, tea, spinach, and broccoli. And then the foods containing uh, lyrestin is uh, the types of foods like tea, wine, also kale, uh, oranges, and tomatoes. The study also found that the people in the highest group were 48% less likely to later develop Alzheimer's dementia than the people in the lowest group after adjusting for genetic predisposition and demographic and lifestyle types of factors. And of the 186 people in the highest group, uh, 28 people, or 15% developed Alzheimer's dementia compared to 54 people or 30% of the 182 people in the lowest group. Now for more information, uh, that's where we are now. Uh, on this uh, research article, I will link it in the show notes. You can check it out. I'll leave you the original um, research and then the PDF if you'd like to share it or print it out for yourself. And next, I will leave you with some notable quotables from the research. So this is a set of the study's lead author, Thomas M. Holland, um, and he is uh, the MD from Rush University in Chicago. He says, quote, Eating more fruits and vegetables and drinking more tea could be a fairly inexpensive and easy way for people to help stave off Alzheimer's dementia. With the elderly population increasing worldwide, any decrease in the number of people with this devastating disease or even delaying it for a few years could have an enormous benefit on public health. End quote. Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode is the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So when it comes to um, Alzheimer's dementia, I know that it's pretty complex in, you know, how it manifests itself and it gets worse and worse over time. I do know that. Um, but, you know, as I try to incorporate different uh, podcast episodes about health and I do talk about sometimes hot topics or um, news that may not have gotten out to many people. I think that uh, a number one thing that we have to remember in those episodes is about the health component and diet and a bit of exercise. Um, When it comes to fruits and vegetables, that's a mainstay and I love fruits and vegetables You all know how I love my kale, my uh, onions, my tomatoes. I just love carrots, all types of uh, different vegetables. Um, And and kale is is a great one because uh, it was one of the um, vegetables that um, 
leads to, you know, you preventing uh, Alzheimer's dementia. It's really versatile what you can do with it. You can put it also in smoothies, have that green smoothie there. Um, fruits and vegetables are, I think, the keys to unlocking and preventing many different diseases um, and health conditions, not just Alzheimer's dementia. And so uh, with this podcast episode, I really hope and pray that you can take away to be mindful of what you're eating and, you know, being aware of your health. And it's so important to eat uh, like you you love and care your, uh, about your body and you want to take care of it for as long as you can because it's all that you have. Um, you know, if you don't have your body, what do you have? Um, I think... And and I know and I know also that exercise is beneficial in so many ways because it's part of health. Um, as you all know, I do, um, or at least the ones who've known uh, about me and my podcast for a while, you know that I love my exercises. I do them after um, in the, in the evenings usually, or after every time I like shower. Sometimes I'll you know do it in some planks or maybe some wall sit ups or things like that. Um, and with the squats, they're amazing because you just do them, um, right after, you know, your shower or maybe before it, usually before you shower is when I do them. And and sometimes if I forget or something, or I, I miss a a time, I'll just make it forward the next day or later on that day. Um, I recently, um, I think back in early January, if not December, um, I read this, uh, MSN piece online where this man, he did, um, push-ups every time he went to the bathroom. And I think it was mainly for him at home to do, or maybe he was at work also doing it. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's how he keeps fit. And he's, he's maintained, I think 40 to 60 pounds and it's, it's taken a year or something like that. It's taken some time, but he's done it. Um, and he's kept it off. So, you know, putting that mind, uh, power into, in that, in that determination, um, I think is also powerful too, because if you will yourself to do something, you're going to do it no matter what you're going to put it in, uh, your, the forefront of your mind to talk about, and you're going to remember it and you're going to, th- you're going to think of the, the gains and the positive benefits of whatever you're trying to stick with. And if it's exercise, if it's being healthy, then you're going to really see the results and you're going to be happy with that. So um, I think I want to talk about next some of the benefits of exercise because um, even though I think people who are a bit older, not to say not everyone older doesn't get exercise, but I think that's an important thing even as you get older that, you know, if you hadn't taken care of yourself in your younger years, then you're going to see those effects in your older years. And so I want to talk about the effects of uh, exercise and how important they are. They're key to decreasing stress and also social anxiety. Um, they're also great for processing your emotions and help improving uh, the processing of those types of emotions you have uh, regularly. They're also great for preventing uh, neurological conditions, all types. Um, they're great as euphoria in the short term, though. And they're great to increase your energy, your focus, your attention. I know that that's true. Um, They also are uh, part of hindering the aging process. So whenever you exercise, you keep your cells, your body young. And also it helps improve your memory. It also um, does great things to improve your blood circulation. And it decreases brain fog. 
Um, so with these benefits, a ton of them, uh, you can, you know, connect them to um, not having certain uh, neurological conditions or helping prevent those. And so exercise is great because not only does it prevent certain neur neurological conditions and, and things to get worse, it helps you keep young, it reduces stress, you know, you're not uh, anxiety ridden, you have tons of energy and focus, and you're able to process your emotions, which is amazing. You know, not everyone um, is able to do that and I don't know if they exercise or, or or what have you, but exercise does a ton of positive things. And it's not so bad. It can help you just de-stress, lose weight on top of uh, on top of everything else. And um I love it. And so, you know, this is a positive, productive, I think, podcast episode. And if you hadn't learned something, I hope you did. Next up in the next segment. I will talk about some other amazing tips on uh, Alzheimer's dementia and how to prevent uh, Alzheimer's dementia. So here we are at the Mother Earth Minutes. It's where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode. And as always, save Mother Earth. So the message for this podcast episode is that I'm going to give you the uh, 10 tips uh, on Alzheimer's dementia prevention and uh, these come uh, from health um, help um, guide.org and so I will uh, just tell you about the six different pillars that they talk about in uh, maintaining health and uh, preventing Alzheimer's dementia and so one of the different pillars is about regular exercise. The next is social engagement. So being out in the community, doing things. Um, the next is your, your health diet. Um, next is the fourth one, uh, mental stimulation. The fifth is quality sleep. And then the sixth pillar, um, and most important, is stress management. Now, all of these, I think, are within your control. And they sort of emphasize that in the... Um, information there on the website and so with the first one I'm going to talk about just regular exercise and then some important um, steps that you can take in each pillar so it's about six different pillars six different tips but within each of those different uh, pillars and main things to focus on there are easy action steps that you can take to cut down on your risk and actually prevent Alzheimer's dementia so the first tip is about that regular exercise that we talked about. And so the key here is to aim for at least uh, 50, 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise each week. Um, so that breaks down, you know, not too much uh, when you think about it in the, in the long and short of it. So, you know, 150 minutes is about two hours and 30 minutes. If you break that down um, into seven days, you have easily um you know easily enough time to exercise when you really think about it so 150 minutes it uh, doesn't seem so bad you know each week you know it builds your muscles to bump to, to pump your brain this is really great when it comes to those balance and coordination exercises so something like yoga is really a uh, beneficial too it helps um you know de-stress you um lower things like blood pressure and your risks for certain diseases 
Um, you're able to reduce anxiety, you're able to stretch, lose weight. Also, there are tons of different benefits with yoga. Um, and for those who are over 65 years old, um, adding two to three strength uh, sessions to your weekly routine may also cut your risk of Alzheimer's in half. Number two is about that social engagement. So uh, this is the time where you can volunteer, um, join a club or social group. I know that's beneficial, especially volunteering and being a member of the Sierra Club. I love it. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are um, younger and also older there. And I think um, I've always admired that those who are, you know, older adults, they love volunteering and being active in the community. Sometimes you see that amongst, um, you know, people my age, you know, millennials, but that's not always the case. Like, I don't run into a ton of people uh, on the regular in different uh, events and everything where they're my age all the time. So I think uh, an important thing for those who are older is to join in a social group uh, and, and maybe an activist group or something active where you're in the community and you're, you're out and about. Um, I think also um, what's key here with that social engagement component is to visit your local community center, your senior center, get active with people who are your age, um, who can experience what you can experience, and there's always activity groups um, for you to do and be a part of. Um, you could also take group classes, so you could be at the gym or maybe, maybe the community college. So, you know, maybe painting or chess or graphic design or some type of art class or maybe a math class, whatever your interest in, there is a place where you can fit in and find other people who are doing the same thing and who are interested in it. You could also get to know your neighbors. So those who are around you who maybe you live next to or maybe you're in a, a senior facility or something of that sort or, you know, maybe you're in a a cul-de-sac or somewhere else and you maybe really don't know your neighbors it's great to be engaged and to socialize that's what we as humans need that's what uh, makes us human our, our ability to socialize to talk to communicate so this is the time to get to know your neighbors to not feel so alone you could also um, make a weekly date with friends and hang out there have some friend time and, uh, and, and learn to celebrate your friends and those small relationships that you have that stretch out over time. That trust and, and friendship and uh, companionship in your friends. And then lastly, as part of social engagement, you can get out and go to a park. Museums are a fun uh, place to be and also other public uh, spaces. Number three is to have a healthy diet. So this means cutting down on the sugar and uh, uh, refined carbs, things like white flour, white rice, and pasta, these can lead to dramatic spikes in blood sugar, which will inflame your brain. You can enjoy the taste of the Mediterranean diet, it's composed of vegetables, beans, uh, whole grains, fish, and also olive oil, and it's limiting in its processed foods. And next, you could uh, get plenty of omega-3 fats. These are foods like your cold water fish, like salmon, tuna, trout, mackerel, also seaweed, which isn't really a fish, but it's also something that is amazing to also eat. And sardines. Anyone like sardines, this is the place to get your omega-3 fats. And then you could also supplement um, those uh, foods with fish oil. 
And number four is the tip of mental stimulation. So this is uh, really fun because I love mental puzzles and things like that. You could learn something new. So chess, a foreign language. You could practice a musical instrument or you could learn to paint or sew. I used to love chess. I, I, still, I still still love it. You know, I haven't forgotten how to play it. Um, I'm learning a few different languages slowly but surely. And for me, I have the musical instrument of the didgeridoo. Um, I know it's forbidden in um, Aboriginal culture to play it as a uh, female, but um, I just fell in love with it because, you know, I love Australia and so it's one of my favorite um, countries ever. And so I, I miss playing it, but I still have it. I just have to um, fit in it to play and it's really great especially for those who have maybe sleep apnea or, or um, are anxious or maybe need to relax or anything like that I suggest that you pick up a didgeridoo um, I love to paint but also embroider um, I've been making patches to sell um, so you know getting that uh, small business of mine hopefully make it a big business one day soon uh, I love and I love embroidering. If I could do it, you know, 24-7, I would. It's my passion and it's something that I'm really good at because I love designing things, being a creative, and I have probably more than 100 different designs. And so it's just about putting in the time to make those designs a reality. But it's coming slowly but surely. I've got about more than um, 22 designs that I've embroidered, so it's getting there. Um, you could also do things like, you know, strategy games. This is the fun time where you can do, you know, puzzle games, types of riddles, Sudoku, which is my favorite um, numbers puzzle, my favorite puzzle, period. Um, word finds, word searches, crossword puzzles. My mom loves crossword puzzles. Um, she used to do them all the time, and I think they're, you know, one of her favorite things to do. Um, and these types of puzzles, these types of games are key to inhibiting um, memory loss and um, things like that when it comes to Alzheimer's dementia. Um, and then you could also break from the routine. When it comes to doing something new, having that mental stimulation going, uh, the key here is to find an alternative way to get something done. So whether that is uh, finding a new way home or trying something new on a, a breakfast menu or a restaurant menu, you're doing something that you've never done before and you are uh, finding a new uh, path to uh, getting what you want. And it's, it's different. It's sometimes scary to try something new, but this is where your mind grows. It learns different things and also you learn different things. And number five is uh, the tip of quality sleep and uh, about this pillar um, of preventing Alzheimer's dementia. It's all about establishing a regular sleep schedule. Um, for me, um, I've, I've talked about it in the past. It's hard to um, establish sometimes a sleep, a sleep schedule because um, if you have a lot to fit into the day, um, you know, it's hard to, to do that. And... I think that's one of the things that I'm going to get better at um, as time goes on. I'm going to have no choice because sleep is important and I need to prioritize it more instead of fitting, you know, all that I have to do in, you know, 12 hours or whatever a day um, that I'll, you know, get to myself. Um, so you can set the mood. You can preserve your bed for things like it's supposed to be, like for sleep or for sex. 
Um, you can ban the television and also computers from your bedroom because um, both of those are stimulating enough, but they also lead to difficulties falling asleep. You can also create a relaxing bedtime ritual and you can listen to calming music or even read. I love reading. I just read um, more of my book, that book that I recently bought from Amazon Smile, the one I told you about in the previous um, podcast episode. Or you could do something like Count Cheap. I've done that before. It does work. Um, and then next, um, the last uh, tip before the next one, which is a bonus, uh, when it comes to stress management, uh, be stress-free. So the sixth and last one is to be stress-free. This is about nourishing your inner peace. Um, so this is about regular meditation, prayer, reflection. Also, if you're into religious practice, learning how to um, you know, take away stress and to immunize yourself from the damaging effects of stress is important here. You can make fun a priority and smile, laugh. Keeping a sense of humor is really big and I love laughing all the time. Laughter is the best medicine for a reason. The uh, uh, last uh, one, the bonus tip I have for you is that I'm going to link um, the NIHs, the National Institutes of Health here in the U.S. It has tons of information about diet and prevention of Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, and the disease. It also talks about the Mediterranean diet and some recipes there, and also the MIND diet for anyone who's interested. The eco-fact of the day is that British wind farms, solar panels, and renewable biomass plants produce more electricity than fossil fuels for the first time since UK's first power plant fired up in 1882. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the January-February 2020 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So this is the Eagle Company Spotlight, where we've come in Greener Thoughts. If you would love for me to review your environmentally related product or service, you can definitely get your ideas out there about it uh, to me. And I will happily review the product for free, of course. And you can let Greener Thoughts know by voice message or uh, emailing uh, the show. It'd be amazing to go ahead and do that. I've been reviewing products for a while now, since February 2019, and so for now, I'm going to go ahead and introduce a company that is amazing, and hopefully you can also check it out and think it's great as well. It's called Jack and Jill, 
And so Jack and Jill is a children's body care and also natural toothpaste company that has toothpaste that is safe for babies, toddlers, and children to use, brush with, and also to swallow. It was born and made, bred in um, Melbourne, Australia in 1949, and it's been a family business for more than 20 years. It's also continued to uh, make... uh, Uh, to be made in Australia and Jack and Jill has grown to uh, be available in more than 30 countries and as far as its commitment to sustainability it is amazing in what it does. Jack and Jill has bio toothbrushes that are made from non-GMO cornstarch and so they are therefore biodegradable and also recyclable. They use all types of natural ingredients, organic ingredients as well. Their ingredients are hypoallergenic, so they're not going to cause any uh, allergic effects. And they're uh, minimal packaging, and their products are also recyclable in their packaging, and uh, their plastics and everything is uh, BPA-free. Um, Now uh, to their product selection, they have tons of different products, both for teeth and uh, getting them clean and also body care, which I talked about. They have natural toothpaste, uh, teething gel, they have toothbrushes that they have, and tooth keepers that are great for safekeeping teeth. They have rinse cups and lids, and they also, as part of body care, they have body wash, bubble bath uh, products, and also natural sunscreen. Now to contact them, you can email them at customerserviceuk at jackandjillkids.com. And as far as my experience of Jack and Jill products, I don't really have an experience of them because I just wanted to review the company that is, you know, new because I hadn't heard of it um, before um, this year. And, you know, it's marketed towards kids, so it doesn't really apply to me. But for those who, you know, are listeners who, you know, maybe are parents or who have kids uh, that they watch or something like that, then this review, I think, you know, I hope that you enjoy it and that you love it enough to go ahead and support Jack and Jill. So Jack and Jill Kids products, they can be found online uh, at their site, jackandjillkids.com. And then you can choose the available site uh, from the countries that are listed to go to uh, any of those countries' direct um, link for the website. They're also available on Amazon.com and eBay.com. Just search Jack and Jill Natural Toothpaste. Uh, They're also available on iHerb, so I-H-E-R-B.com. They're also available on Vitacost.com, Walmart, and also uh, many other retailers online and in stores across the country and world where available. Jack and Jill Kids is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Jack and Jill Kids Natural Care. They're also on Instagram at Jack and Jill Kids. They're also on LinkedIn at Jack and uh, Jill Kids natural care that's jack and then the letter n jill kids natural care they're also on twitter at jack and jill kids natural care and they're also on youtube at jack and jill kids natural care now like i mentioned before to contact jack and jill kids you can just go to their website at jackandjillkids.com so thank you all for tuning in and listening I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode about 
uh, learning about the foods, the 11 different types of foods um, that um, you can have and eat that can help prevent Alzheimer's dementia. For anyone that's affected by Alzheimer's, you know, dementia or any other similar type of um, disease or neurological condition that is also very um, debilitating and it's hard to deal with, maybe, you know, these tips can also help prevent some of those uh, diseases from getting worse or even starting uh, in the first place. And so I hope that you can share it with anyone that's affected uh, that you know, or maybe you can recommend uh, someone listen to this podcast episode. That would be really, really helpful. As always, you can review uh, Greener Thoughts. I really appreciate those. Those help uh, get Greener Thoughts um, out and about so many other people can listen to it as well. And so I thank you as always for supporting and clicking on uh, this episode. You really do uh, wonders for um, Greener Thoughts. And no matter what happens, I'm always uh, going to be making episodes. And sometimes um, my schedule, as of recently, it's been you know up and down. But uh, I'm going to continue doing what I love, which is always going to be podcasting first. So you all take care until next time and in the next episode. But until then, you all be well. And remember to please take care of yourselves and to also please take care of the planet. Take care. Mm -hmm.